today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Talking about uh, the economy and the workforce and, uh, well, the possibility of job losses, which is uh, going to send a, a shiver I think, down people's spines, especially if you're uh, trying to find people. Uh, we've talked about this over the last couple of years right now. Uh, a lot of businesses can't get enough people to work for them right now after this pandemic. And uh, the other element of this is the ones that are still there and are still employed are getting older and they're not going to be there forever. Uh, it's called the new normal. It's called the gray wave that's happening right now. The baby boomers are getting older, and uh, some of them want to exit the workforce, which is only going to exacerbate the problem. Michelle Leighton joins us to talk about this. Uh, Michelle is the Vice President of Public Affairs with the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Michelle, great to have you back on the show. Thanks for the time today. Great to be here, Bill. Always a pleasure. Well, this is the other side of the coin, isn't it? You and I have talked about you know difficulty in, in trying to get people. Uh, I mean, you know, they're... they're trying to find people from all over the world to come come here. You know, we need you in our company right now. But at the same time, you're looking at the existing workforce and your existing employees, and they're getting older, and some of them want to retire. Uh, some of them are working well past, quote-unquote, retirement age right now. Uh, but is, is that really a sustainable idea, though, that they could just to, to rely on, on those people? Experience is a wonderful thing, but at the same time, how long are they going to be there? Well, it's, it's, it's tricky, right? I feel like experts have been sounding the alarm bell on this one for the longest time, and now it's finally here. So we have baby boomers that are retiring. That causes additional strain on an already tight labor market. And then on top of that, Bill, you know, the number of babies born in Canada fell to nearly 15-year low in 2020. Um, so it's a, and I, I, the, the gray wave term is, is spot on. Um, because you, you have this, this huge group that are retiring en masse, uh, and it's going to be causing some enormous strains on, on what's happening already in the economy. Well, there's a disconnect here, though, isn't there, Michelle? I mean, there used to be a circle of life, right? I mean, you'd work, uh, you know, hopefully till 65 or longer, depending on your circumstance. At some point, you'd retire, but you'd, you retired with the knowledge that, yeah, there's somebody coming up through the ranks right now, you know, maybe just finished uh, going to school or university or training school, whatever, and they'll fill it in. They may not have the experience, but they'll be there for the next 20 or 25 years. Uh, that end of it has stopped, and now the people that want to retire maybe are, are, are going to find it somewhat problematic right now. But uh, <laughs> that doesn't stop you from getting older and, and starting to think about things like that and, and maybe easing up a little bit and, and moving into retirement. Uh, but it just seems as if we've we've stopped that whole cycle right now. Well, yeah, and it's the, the stats are interesting. Last year alone, one in five Canadians of working of working age uh, were between the ages of fifty five and sixty four. So that's an all time high in the history of the Canadian Census. And it's what it does on the labor market market is going to be significant. An aging workforce does. Three things mainly: it expands the number of jobs vacancies, job vacancies across the economy. It creates more demand for healthcare and long-term care services, and it puts pressure on Canada's pension system. So now think about that: we already have a lot of labor shortages. Um, our healthcare system is is still in in crisis following the pandemic, uh, and and we have a potential recession right around the corner. So this doesn't look great for the economy, and companies are looking at how to address this, and, and so is government. So you, you do have um, efforts underway, but it's a, a very tricky point in our economy right now. You've raised a very 
interesting point here that uh, that I think we have to maybe spend a little bit more time on here in the last couple of minutes, uh, and that's pensions. Uh, as we say, the baby boomers are getting older. The, the last of the, the baby boomer generation is probably going to turn 65 in, uh, well, about another seven or eight years. And, and But there's so many of them right now that are ready to retire. And once they retire, of course, they're going to be looking for CPP. Uh, you know, I guess it's time to address this myth that, uh, you know, there, there's no savings account for you. I mean, the people that are working right now are paying the pension plans for the people that are getting pensioned. Uh, and if there aren't enough people in the workforce right now, where's the money going to come from to, to, to fund those pension funds? Well, yeah, exactly. And some of these consequences of like, what are the consequences of these labor challenges or this aging population are things that over get, or, or get overlooked, right? Um, because it translates into pressures on our economy. Where does that money come from? It also translates into um, bringing younger people into the workforce in more uh, senior roles where they're going to be uh, and and that competition for businesses is tight. You have companies now that are looking at what extra benefits they can bring on. Um, Some are introducing um, more uh, complex or, or better offerings uh, when it comes to something like maternity benefits or IVF. Um, but the, the competition is getting fierce and it's not just in Canada, Canada it's around the globe. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard it said, hey, Canadian industries that are actually recruiting in, in Australia and in Europe trying to get people to come over here, uh, you know, because it, it's that drastic, I guess, in situations like that. So they're going to have to offer incentive packages, which is going to be a financial burden to the employer. Uh, and at the same time, even the people that are, I guess, on the other side of 65 that are maybe still employed there, uh, I mean, the, 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 you, you tend to, you know, let's face it, you're, you're getting older, you get more medications, maybe more time off. I mean, there's a sort of uh, a, a worst case scenario here for the employers right now. You're going to have to find a lot of people who don't have the experience that you may have to promote before they're even ready for it because you've got to have somebody in those positions and you don't know that you can rely on some of the people that are older, how long they're going to be around for it. You know, they may just say, okay, I'm, I'm out of here. I've had enough. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm retiring tomorrow or next week or whatever the case might be. It, uh, there's, there's, there's no consistency here now. Yeah, and I think what you'll see is a lot of companies offering a lot of, um, like uh, most do already, but micro-credentialing uh, ability for their employees to scale up quickly because they'll need to. Need to. You'll, uh, a number of companies have um, various training programs uh, that can help folks. Uh, government is the, the Ontario government, for example, is offering a lot of a uh, lot more uh, micro-credentialing by working with colleges. Um, to help upskill and you're seeing more targeted um, to upskill the labor force, but you're seeing more targeted programs as well. For example, with nursing right now, there's a push on that. Um, So you're seeing the government being a little bit more responsive to what's happening in the labor market and where they need to focus their energy to get um, people upskilled as quickly as possible. Immigration uh, plays a big role as well when it comes to uh, our aging workforce. And of course the federal government has, has made new commitments to uh, getting through that backlog as quickly as possible. Um, but we're going to continue to have to, and I mean, it, it kind of goes in this world, weird circle build because we need more people, but then we need the housing to get more people. And then we need the infrastructure and the roads to make it easier for people to live outside of, uh, you know, high density areas like the GTA as well. So there's a lot of things happening in the economy right now. Um, and, uh, you know, Last year, we saw kind of things like some positive momentum 
uh, coming out of the pandemic, thanks to vaccines reopening, numbers were trending upward compared to the lows in 2020. Um, but now with continuous shifts, um, and we're going to be releasing our annual Ontario Economic Report in the new year, uh, looking at some of those business confident numbers um, and, and some of those trends, it's, it's it, with inflation, with labor shortages, supply chain issues still continuing. Um, we're, we're, we're seeing a, 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 you know, a bit of a reversal of that positive momentum we saw in 2022. Yeah, that's not the kind of news we want to hear right now, but uh, we look forward to no. that report, by the way, and, and the discussion we'll have about that. Michelle, as always, thank you so much for this. Really appreciate the time today. Great speaking with you, Bill. Take care. Michelle Eaton, uh, Public Affairs, of course, with uh, the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.